Studies, brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Time to check out what's going on on social media, specifically on our Twitter account at Pickley underscore Marauder. It's social studies. Jarrett poses the questions. Open up for answers. And uh, Zach Larson is the curator of all such things. So let's do this, Zach. Yeah, let's get wonky. Last night's... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Let's get one. <laughs> Last night's Suns game was a big breath of fresh air, a 125-108 to win over the Grizzlies, in large part thanks to some faces on the squad that are new this season. 26 points from Dwayne Washington Jr., Jock Landell made his second career start and scored 16 points from the four spot. We've also seen earlier this season some other players step up, like Josh Okoge, who's put together some great nights off the bench, and Damian Lee, who's been a killer from beyond the arc. So, out of those four, Washington Jr., Landell, Okogi, and Lee, which newcomer has impressed you the most? What do you got, Beck? I'll let you vote first, Vinny. I'm going Damian Lee. Because he's been the most consistent contributor of the bunch. Uh, he's second in the league in three-point percentage. Which is crazy. Uh, he's taken a role in fourth-quarter wins for the Suns, which is which has been big. Josh Okoge, to me, is is lessening that gap. I love the way that guy plays because he plays with his hair on fire yeah, all the time. Athleticism. Uh, the athleticism, his ability to offensive rebound at his size, the defense he plays. Uh, but it, it's been more, more Lee for me. I, I think, like I said... Like Vinny said, to me, if uh, up until about 10 games ago, I think it would have been Damian Lee in a blowout, but I think Josh Okogie has narrowed the race. I still vote for Damian Lee as well. Well, the audience is agreeing with both of you guys. Damian Lee leading the way with 44% of the vote. Josh Okogie in second with 23.5% of the vote. Uh, recency bias not playing a part in here. Dwayne Washington Jr., though, 21% of the vote. And Jock Landell last with 11% of the vote. Okay. J.J. Watt, if you haven't heard, he is leaving the NFL after the conclusion of the season, retiring with a massive list of accomplishments. 2017 Walter Payton Man of the Year, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, five-time Pro Bowler, and All-Pro, 110-plus sacks. He's been a menace ever since he was drafted in 2011. So when looking at the span over the past decade that J.J. Watt has been dominating in the league, who would you guys say is your top five defensive players that have played over the past 10 years over the past 10 years yes oh, man essentially uh, over jj watt's career well aaron donald, aaron donald is obviously one of them jj watt is certainly up there he hasn't been in the league long but it's hard to ignore what micah parsons is doing uh prior to this year chandler jones might make uh get a mention in that um tj watt T.J. Watt has been spectacular. Four. Any non-pass rushers? Yeah, no. um, Has it been? I would say maybe Chris Jones with the Chiefs. Chris Jones is a great, great pick. Patrick Peterson? We can't vote for him. No. (laughs) Richard Sherman? But he has Patrick Peterson as a mentor. Derwin James with the Chargers, maybe? Terrific player. Good one. Dirty as hell, but terrific player. Stephon Gilmore. He won Defensive Player of the Year as a corner. Now, it hasn't been sustained success, but that's pretty impressive. 
What about Tyron Matthew? <laughs> I'm curious to see what the folks said on yeah, this one. So Chris here says Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt, Luke Keekley, and Bobby Wagner. I think that would be the best five I've seen so far. Derek also adds Khalil Mack and Richard Sherman to Ooh, the mix. Khalil Mack, that's an interesting one. Like we mentioned, Andy brought up T.J. Watt. He's definitely made his mark with the Steelers. Ooh, Nick Bosa. Nick oh, Bosa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles Garrett as well. Some of the names that are Shut mentioned. up, Garrett. <laughs> yeah, Miles Garrett's a good one, too. Bobby Boucher got some votes. That was not in the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, there were some that was, I saw. is timeless. That's what son, J-Rod Card said, Ed Reed. Ed Reed, yeah. didn't he retire like eight years ago? Ed Reed just became the head coach of yeah. Bethune-Cookman. Let Beth cook. <laughs> Man. Man. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up with our last question here. Jarrett, back from south of the border. Ate good shrimp, breakfast, burritos, tacos. Didn't you also have an octopus pizza that you had to text Sarah yeah. about? Like one of the first well, she, days. No, no, she had texted me and just like asked a question about the show or something. And it said, like, how is it yeah, going? What, what did it say? Jared, why didn't you book any guests? Is that what the text said? said? I'm on vacation. Okay. So what's your excuse for when you're not on vacation? <laughs> said. Thinking about an all-inclusive <laughs> resort. On va- yeah, vacation right. in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, the very first thing I ate there was a shrimp and octopus pizza with Gouda cheese. I'm, I'm surprised you did not get iodine poisoning from all the shrimp you ate. surprised I didn't get lots of types of poisoning, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so on the topic of food, we asked the question, what is the most you've ever eaten in one meal? Vinny was there for it. I, it was the night in Dodger Stadium oh when I just goodness. was a machine. Dodger dogs and frozen yogurt. And, oh, man, that was... They had, uh, we had gone to Tommy Lasorda's restaurant stand out in the right field pavilion. Yeah. That's where it all started. It is where it all started. I think there was Chinese food involved of some sort. Uh Uh-huh. The spread, I mean, the the, the options at Dodger Stadium were fantastic. But then to top it off, they wheel in this amazing dessert cart to the press box. Yeah. And that's where Bic just finished it off. I don't have a lot of experience with stuff like this, but I remember one meal I ate at, uh, it was a, a national steakhouse. National chain steakhouse mm-hmm. where there's no rules. It's just right. Sure. <laughs> what kind of blooming place could you be talking Even about? Even further no south of the border than Mexico. If you will. <laughs> but uh, I had French onion soup, an order of chicken wings, um, a salad. Filet mignon. Fabulous. Two sides and a dessert. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, that's yeah. delicious. I think that put me over the top. I did forget to mention also, when I was describing my day of eating, at 4 o'clock every day, they had an ice cream cart with different homemade ice cream. <laughs> so every day I had a, a, they had the best coconut ice cream. Creamy, delicious. Every day. <laughs> and you had just had one every day? or did you I just had three one. of those? No, I just had one of those. Not a big sweets guy. Some great responses yeah, here. Some good ones here. Yeah, O'Clover adding on had the extra large mala pie from Venezia's and two pints of Ben and Jerry's tiramisu. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Daylight Films with twenty eight dollars worth of Jack in the Box back in the old days when fast food was cheap. 
JD says New Year's Eve back in 1994 at the Rio Casino in Vegas, Ooh. a $50 seafood buffet that he says he got his money's worth, but it was a huge, huge mistake. I remember having just feelings of, of shame after eating at the Rio buffet a couple times. <laughs> this is a beautiful by Corpse Shasta who went to a buffet in Vegas for lunch, was there for four hours, and it spilled over for dinner, where they added crab legs and various carved meats, and he stayed for, for that as well. Jay World said he ate 11 pounds of crab legs at a Red Lobster. Oh, my goodness. These people all Joey Chestnut? Don't you have homes? TK Saturn added on in Atlanta 25 years ago, had two chili dogs, chili burger, onion rings, fries, a frosted orange, whatever that is, and a Diet Coke. <laughs> oh, well, you got to yeah, Coke. Yeah, watch cut down the uh, Dan, Dan said a, a restaurant in college had five-cent wings on one of the days, and he used to order four dozen at a time. And, and wash it down with a half gallon of chocolate milk. <laughs> Do you remember the days of five and ten-cent wings? Oh, yeah. That... Tell me you're old without telling me you're old. I don't you re- remember that. They were a quarter wings when I was there. Yeah, I remember 10 cent wings. Uh, and I like Desert Dirtbag's response, too. Tweet that Jarrett is back without saying Jarrett is back. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you're still with us, Jarrett. Seriously, that's that is gluttony at its finest. Thank you, Zach. Thanks to everybody who chimed in on social studies at Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. Coming up next, we'll talk NFL, heading down the home stretch of the season, and the latest from Denver. Mark Schlereth from NFL and Fox 104.3 The Fan in Denver joins us for his weekly visit. That is next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. NFL analyst Mark Schlereth talks football with Bickley and Murata. Brought to you by Earnhardt Ford and Chandler. Shop local. Shop EarnhardtFord.com. Every Wednesday we get the opportunity to talk NFL with uh, Mark Schlereth from NFL on Fox 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Mark joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Great. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Uh, we've talked to you about it all season long. The Nathaniel Hackett question <laughs> was finally answered. <laughs> I guess nothing like a 37-point blowout loss to a bad football team on national TV to seal your fate. But what is the feeling in Denver right now with that decision being made, Mark? Well, I think there's. I think a lot of it's relief. Like, what took you so long? Relief. Um, but then there's a lot of trepidation about, well, the same guy who picked the Daniel Hackett is going to be helping this search, and an owner that really is a businessman that doesn't know much about football is uh, going to spearhead this search. And so I think there's some anxiety or trepidation about, you know, who's going to be the next coach of the Denver Broncos. And, um, you know, the thing that kept coming out of the press conference yesterday was, is Russ fixable? And the answer wasn't, like, he's not broken. The answer was, yeah, we think he's fixable. We think he's fixable. And you're like, so basically you're telling me he's broken. <laughs> you know, we've not only got to get a guy to come in here and coach a football team and develop the culture, but we got to get have a guy that can come in and fix a uh, you know a, a, a malfunctioning quarterback. It, it's a it's a pretty tall task. Do you uh, what do your instincts tell you about Russell Wilson? Do you think he is salvageable at this point, or do you think he has just hit that wall? Oh no 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 no! I think I think there's from a talent level and a skill standpoint, I don't I don't think there's any issues. I, I think his issues is that that 
he's got to be realistic of who he is. Um, you know, it's something I call his toxic positivity. He's got to come down a notch with that garbage, right? Yeah. At some point, you got to realize you suck. Um, <laughs> if everywhere you go, it like, like if everywhere you go, it smells like crap. It's probably you. <laughs> like you're probably the issue. Like, yeah. it, it, and not everyone conspires against you. So you got to get rid of all the people in your camp that keep telling you how great you know how great you are and how awesome you are. Um, you got to have some people that will speak some truth into your life and you have a coach that's you've got to have a coach that will hold you accountable and and basically um be somewhat a dictator i i think one of the big issues here in denver is this organization um gave him the keys to the castle and basically said hey we're going to acquiesce everything you want to do russ and we're going to help you become you know the next drew Brees." and um he's not and you have to understand that you're not that's not how you function so um, you better go back to kind of the PK. How much do we have any draft capital here to go get Pete Carroll as his head coach? I mean, <laughs> that, like that seems like the solution to me. Uh, Mark Slareth, our weekly guest, as we talk NFL here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. All the things you just laid out about the realities of Russell Wilson, the drop off in play, uh, the control he now has in that organization, his influence with all of his people around. How much less attractive do you think that makes? Uh, that job to prospective head coaches in this whole process. Oh, I, I think that there. If you have another option, Denver is about the last on the totem pole. Yeah, I heard George Payton, their general manager, in the press conference yesterday. He goes, "Hey, man, I can really sell this roster. Some people, we got some good young players. Really? Do you? Uh, okay. I mean, like you got a good young player in Patrick Sertan. Uh, I don't know how many of the good young players you have, and and how many veterans you have. And like, if you're Sean Payton, and come on, like you're either going to the Rams. If Sean McVay decides to step down, if the Denver Broncos come calling, you think you're really going? Like I would be, unless it's such astronomical money. Um, but he doesn't need the money. I, he would just go, hey, you know what? I think I'll do another year of TV and wait for something better to open up. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think you're going to get a legit coach who's thinking about his legacy and thinking about winning championships um, to come to Denver. I, I just don't. I, I think there's too much you have to fix. I agree with you, and and we're hearing Sean Payton rumors to Arizona, and yet we we've got the situation here with 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 we're not sure exactly if if our owner here is willing to cede that kind of power because he likes to be extremely hands on, and, and you're seeing the same thing with Jim Irsay in Indiana or Indianapolis. What is 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 over involved ownership? It's it's obvious everywhere in sports. What is it about football where guys can't back up and get out of the way? Yeah, well, it, you know, it's been so success, successful. Like, uh, look at how well Daniel Snyder's done in Washington. Uh, when, when you know, Richie Rich thinks he knows what how, how to operate football, uh, you know, business. It, it just is, it is, it is, there's got to be a hierarchy, and there's got to be a system of checks and balances. And I always say it's not, it's one thing to hire a coach, it's another thing to empower a coach. And if you're hiring a coach without giving him that power, then instantly he walks in the organization, he's emasculated. And his players don't respect him. Yep. Like there's, there's, I keep saying this, there's two types of fear. 
there's the biblical principle of fear, which is the fear of the Lord, right? Which means reverence and awesome respect. Right. And there's got to be an aspect of that to your coach. But there also has to be straight up fear. Like, this dude will take away recess. This dude will cut my ass in a heartbeat. <laughs> this dude will hold the coaches accountable. And there's got to be a certain amount of fear in that building. And I was talking with a guy who's been around the NFL forever, who works with an organization right now. I was doing a game, and we were just talking about a new coach. And I was doing a game, and he goes, there's just not enough fear in the building. The old coach left, and there's not enough fear in our building anymore. Oh, we're looking at too. And there's there's real truth to that because when you know as a player that the coach really isn't the ultimate authority, you pay lip service to the respect that you give him. So true. And players like, like let's face it, like genius and football are mutually exclusive events. <laughs> let's not act like you know. Let's not act like I, I gorge myself to be three hundred pounds and then put a thin piece of plastic on my head and slammed into other dudes. It's, there's no genius to it. Like there, there really isn't. Um, so yeah, the thing, the thing about it though is there's got to be authenticity about it. There's got to be that that level of respect about it. And it's hard, both as a coach and as a player. And you've got to have somebody that people have that, like I said, that reverence, that fear of, that um, they can hold everybody within that within that organization accountable. And um, if you don't have that, you're, you're just doomed to failure. Yeah, that is such a great point. We're living that in Arizona. All right, uh, one of the bright spots for us has been J.J. Watt's play. He's been a monster the last few weeks. He has announced his retirement. What do you think of him as a player? I'm guessing you have a lot of respect for him. A ton, ton of respect, and... You know, I played in the time, and I know there's a lot of, you know, they'll, they'll talk. People will call me an old head, you know, um, the, the old head. And, and let me just tell you, young whippersnappers, you, you young kids out there that listen to this program that think you know, um, that think you know something about football. You don't know Jack. Um, but <laughs> I say that to say this. Like, I played against Lawrence Taylor. I played against Warren Sapp. I played against Reggie White. And I have never seen. J.J. Watt's equal when it comes to moving up and down the line of scrimmage and equally whipping the ass of every player he lines up against, <laughs> whether it's over the right tackle, the right guard, the left guard, the left tackle. And I've never seen a guy have that ability. When Reggie White came down inside and played at guard or played over the center, he wasn't as good as he was outside. Uh-huh. When Warren Sapp left the left side of the the left side or the right defensive tackle and flipped over to the left defensive tackle over the right guard, he wasn't as good over the right guard as he was over the left guard. He just wasn't. Um, very few guys are ambidextrous that way, and I've never seen J.J. Watts equal. In all the games that I've played and all the film that I've studied, where he can line up on anybody and whip their ass. It's, it's remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable. And um, just work ethic and everything else about that dude, man, he is uh, – He's a certain Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, and and still has that ability to whip uh, everybody along that line as he's shown the last yeah. few weeks. And and it, it's rare for a guy to to go out on his terms with a lot of fuel left in the tank, Mark. It is rare. It's usually it's the you know it's like me and everybody else. We get booted out of the game. We get told that uh, you know it's the old uh, sign from or the old uh, the line from the Randy Travis song. Since my phone still ain't ringing, I'll assume it still ain't you. 
uh, that's that's you know that's how that's how most of us go out. Uh, you know, so uh, you're just sitting by your phone waiting for somebody to call and say, "Hey, we that's want you to great. play for us." And yeah. nobody ever does. It just really goes to show you how valuable I am. Um, yeah, so I, I get that part of it. Yeah, Mark, great stuff as always. We will talk to you again next week. All right, sounds good. You guys take care. Happy New Year to you. Mark Schlereth, NFL on Fox 104.3. The Fan of Denver joins us on Wednesdays with, dare I say, his unique brand. Oh, his and, stuff on fearing the head coach. It oh, is, I've been saying it for years. It's, fantastic. it's so true. Yeah. And he was very much describing at least what was outlined in that ESPN article. Oh, without a doubt. Here in Arizona. Without a doubt. Uh, coming up next, we didn't do it yesterday. But Jarrett's back. He's seven pounds heavier, and he's prepared a game of mustache. Not a mustache. Bigley and Murata mornings here at Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Today's Arizona Sports poll question brought to you by Sanderson Ford on ArizonaSports.com. Which Valley sports team had the more impressive win Tuesday night? Was it the Suns over the Grizzlies? Or was it the Coyotes over the Avs? Ooh. Nice to have these problems to pick from, huh? Yeah. Uh, nice victories, beat good teams. Yeah, I mean, defending Stanley Cup champion. I'm still going Suns. It was on the road. They're shorthanded. Okay. Uh, they beat a team that just whooped up on them last week. Coyotes was impressive, but no Nathan McKinnon for, for the Avs. Slightly, I'd vote for the Suns. Yeah, I agree with you. Suns over Grizzlies. 67% of the vote right now. 33% are on the Coyotes win over the Colorado Avalanche. However you feel, you can vote on it right now and do a whole lot more on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Mustache. Not a mustache. A mustache, a mustache, a mustache. Big mustache, big mustache, my mustache, your mustache. Say the word, the word mustache. A mustache, a mustache. Now we both have said mustache. A mustache, a mustache. If you only got a mustache. The mustache sensation has taken over much of the country. All right, it is... A special edition of America's Fastest Growing Facial Hair Related Cruise Sensation Mustache. Not a mustache. It is a Wednesday Wednesday edition today where I'll be playing a clip from a movie, a TV show, a song, or an interview, and Bickley and Murata will have to guess whether the person talking or singing has a mustache or does not have a mustache, and they get a bonus point if they correctly identify the person. Today's topic, J.J. Watt. But it's actually J.J. Watt. So it's all things that ask the question, what? Or say, talk about what? And uh, there'll be uh, first one, the 10 wins, or if I run out of time, I run out of questions. In keeping with the theme, what? What? (laughs) Exactly, JJ. (laughs) What? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. You'll see. All right. Uh, Vince, you won last week. Would you like to go first or second? I will uh, defer to the second half. You will defer to the second half, and Dan, you will start right here. Uh, 
Uh, good times, bad times. Robert Plant, Led Zeppelin, not a mustache. Ooh. You got it. Two points. One of my favorite Led Zeppelin yeah, songs. Yeah, it's a great song. Ooh. No. <laughs> Ooh. All right, Dan, uh, Vince. Jared. Jared. Oh, boy. Uh, Vince. Sarah. Sarah. How was Shane Doan's uh, cell phone connection from Switzerland yesterday, by the way? It was crystal clear. Really? Isn't that didn't funny? Even, didn't even flicker one time. Isn't that odd? Yeah. All right, Vince. Your first one. I vaguely remember that song. I haven't thought about that song since it was a marginal hit, and I have no idea. I'm going to say mustache. The mustache is correct. That is Eddie Murphy. Okay. Wow. Eddie Murphy, at the height of his powers in the early 90s, did a song with Michael Jackson that was, I guess, a follow-up to... Uh, didn't quite hit the heights of my girl parties all the time. Gotcha. But you all got right. one point there. Goodness all right. Gracious. Goodness gracious indeed. All right, uh, Dan. I'll show you with the box. Who's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> uh, that's Brad Pitt, not a mustache. That is Brad Pitt, but he does have... Oh, he does? Yes, in seven. He has a uh, goatee. Oh. He kind of had a goatee. Oh, yeah. Yes, okay. Does. All right. All right, Vince. Yeah, uh, that song by Eddie Murphy, by the way, didn't even chart in America. Well, <laughs> charted, uh, yeah. It was, yes, it definitely I think you charted. Just charted. Yeah, I think I charted. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we won't concern ourselves with that. The male voice here. Are you checking any luggage today, sir? Yeah! Did you pack the bags yourself? Yeah! And the bags have been in your possession the whole time? What? Have these bags been in your possession the whole time? What? These bags have been in your possession the whole time. What? Uh, these bags were they in your possession the whole time? What? And these bags have been in your possession the whole time? Yeah! Uh, Dave Chappelle. Not a mustache? Dave Chappelle with, with a mustache, mustache uh, as Little John uh, in the Chappelle show. Okay, we are. This is a very. Uh, What's the score, Jared? Do you have any clue? Uh, of course I do. Uh, you know, when we, we all say it together. We go to the so, top of the third. Three to three. Big, no, it's three to two. Three to two. Yeah. Okay, very good. All right. Something's uh, never changed, Beck. That's right. Dan. <laughs> yes. This what themed edition? Okay. Marvin Gaye mustache. Marvin Gaye mustache. Ooh. Two points for ya. I have a feeling of where this might go. No, I don't think you do. Okay. Vince? Yeah. That is Elvis Costello. Uh, for most of his career, not a mustache, but I know he went through a mustache phase. I'm going to say not a mustache. Yes, you are correct. That's a pretty young Elvis Costello without a mustache. All right. 5-4 Bick. Yeah, we got a tough one here. All right, Bickley. Yeah. 
a foreign butt on my toilet. What? What? <laughs> One more time. A foreign butt on my toilet. What? What? <laughs> Bertrand Berry mustache. That is correct. Oh. Bertrand Berry mustache. <laughs> Love B Train. He's the greatest. What? He's the greatest. Yep. All right, Vinny. Yep. What it is is what it is. That is uh, Macho Man Randy Savage Ooh, mustache. That is correct, and that is correct. All right. Vinny, Dan, Dan Judge, Vinny, Vinny. Major, Major, Doctor, Doctor. Uh, I believe. Seven, six, Bick. So Bick can wrap it up here with a two pointer. Yes, he can. What's new, Pussycat? Uh, that would be Tom Jones, not a mustache. That would be correct, uh, and that would be correct. Uh, oh, the Welsh, the Welshman. With your own UK roots, you nail it, and you get Tom Jones, and we have no time <laughs> to get to the last clue, oh, which you on. would have gotten. I would have got that. You would have got that. Michael oh. Stipe, R.E.M., that not, is a mustache. not a mustache. Yeah. But it does not matter, because Dan Bickley put it away after... Without even going to the bottom of the night. I can't believe you didn't get that Eddie Murphy song that nobody's heard of. Vinny. I can't believe. Well, <laughs> I, I, I agree that it was seventy four <laughs> on the U.S. R and B chart. I agree that it was obscure. <laughs> but who know? Who better to guess an obscure Eddie Murphy ballad than Vince Morata? I thought he would have it, but he did not on this week's edition. Mustache. <laughs> not, a mustache. not a mustache. That's not in your wheelhouse. category of the word what? <laughs> yes, the word what? Even think of that as a possibility. I remember when that song came out. It's it, the video is even more ridiculous. We should call this "What Are Things Jarrett Remembers." Right. Yes. Right. Final thoughts coming up here on Bickley and Murata Morning. Mustache sensation is taking over much of the country. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata, Song of the Day. Today's song of the day is in honor of our esteemed game show host, Derek Carlin. I thought it was the real version until I heard the fart noises. Yeah. This is right up your alley. Weird Al parodying Michael Jackson with Eat It, which is what Jarrett did while he was away. Oh, yeah. All he did was eat while he was in Mexico. Scenery? Nope. It's funny you're playing a Michael Jackson parody because one of the shows, the big spectaculars that they had at the resort was a Michael Jackson show. And they had a impersonator of Michael Jackson, really good dancer, and a bunch of background dancers. But at one point, they had a guy doing Slash because I think Slash was in the black or white video or something, yeah. Slash from Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Except the guy that had was a five-foot chubby Mexican guy wearing a giant Slash wig playing guitar. 
So it was quite a funny. How did you get all this detail of this show while you were off eating yet again? Because I was able to eat at the seat with the <laughs> popcorn. I'll spare a bit because I know how he feels about Weird Al. But that was today's yeah. song of the day. Just to poke at uh, Jared Carlin. Nickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. All right, a little daily dose of Vinnie Joe trivia for you to kick off off the grid today. Your question, I had two of them for you. I'm going to go with the, the one I came up with during the show today. All right. Uh, since the year 2000, in the NFL, there's been 16 quarterbacks who have been drafted number one overall. Only two of those 16 quarterbacks have gone on to win a Super Bowl. Can you name the two? Uh, drafted number one overall? Drafted number one since overall. Since the year 2000? Uh, John Elway? Nope, since the year 2000. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep. sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Here's a hint for you. Neither one of the quarterbacks won a Super Bowl for the team that drafted him. Oh. Eli Manning. Matthew Eli, Stafford. Eli Manning and Matthew Stafford is go. the correct Look answer. That. It looked like you were going to spin your wheels there a little bit. Yeah, like well, you, I started to, and yeah. then, it, then it dawned on me, oh, yeah, it, it, was the, it was the hint you gave me that put it over the top. Yeah. Uh, the other question I had was, uh, with all this talk of J.J. Watt's retirement, he won the Defensive Player of the Year award three times, only one of three players to do it, but who is the only player to win a Defensive Player of the Year award for two different teams? Reggie White. Reggie White, oh, correct answer. And he won 11 years apart. Wow. Isn't yeah, it funny Eagles that... Eagles and the Packers. Yeah. It's amazing that J.J. Watt only made the Pro Bowl five times. I know, I saw that. When everybody too. makes the Pro Bowl. He made the Pro Bowl as many times he was as it was an all-pro selection. Um, Monday Night Football, I'll be honest with you. Colts and Chargers, and the way that started with Nick Foles at quarterback, I didn't really want to watch much of it. Uh, so I didn't. So I wasn't aware of this until today. But you know when they wrap up Monday Night Football now on ESPN, they go right to Scott Van Pelt's Sports Center. Okay. And Scott Van Pelt will do a Q&A with the guys in the booth, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And apparently Joe Buck didn't feel like he was being utilized enough during this uh, exchange. That's it. I get one question. That's all. Yeah, you know, I just I, I decided tonight, Joe, that I wanted to talk to, to Troy more. <laughs> I know, but I have to awkwardly stand here while he answers. Right, you, want me to, you want me to block yeah. it? Yeah, ask me another yeah. one. Come on. Yeah, but Let's it was warmer <laughs> tonight. It was warmer tonight, wasn't it? Huh? Warmer? It sure was. Yep, inside. In, inside. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. That was my second question. Yes. Did you have a good Christmas, it was warmer inside. Or a nice Christmas? I had a good Christmas. Yeah, little boys had a nice Christmas. Christmas, I appreciate it. One got a drum set, one got a guitar. That's why I'm happy I'm in Indianapolis tonight. Uh, yeah, but you you got that you got that private jet money, buddy. You'll get home by by you'll be home by eleven, eleven local. Yeah, but don't don't tell Michelle that. I'm gonna milk this for now. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. That's exactly right. This yeah. is really getting that awkward, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna segue out of it, boys. Happy New Year. <laughs> it's your show. It's your show. Yeah, it's thought it you is. wanted ratings. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Buck's been an ESPN employee for like five minutes. Wow. Making waves already. How about that? It was a little awkward, wasn't it? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. 
I guess the ESPN's got to give some people something to watch on Monday nights. If not the game, a 20-3 to blowout with horrible quarterbacking. Oh, that was brutal. Yeah. That was brutal. A lot of the primetime games Nick this Foles year. Nick Foles can't play unless it's a Super Bowl. That's what I've I saw a, a, a headline today asking the question, is, is Nick Foles the worst Super Bowl winning quarterback of all time? I can't say that. Because the other weird phenomenon about Nick Foles' career is he was really good in an Eagles uniform and really bad wearing any other uniform. Yeah, how about that? Isn't that strange? I mean, wasn't he good with the Rams for one year? Was he? I, don't, I mean, I thought he had like a 14 touchdown, two interception year or something like that. No, that was in Philadelphia. Oh. It was like 27 over two, which was historic. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was insane. Anything you guys are looking forward to with hard knocks tonight? Do you even remember that it's on well, anymore each week? What I'm looking forward to is not being obligated to watch it yeah. because Whoops. my vacation ah, starts in about ah, three that's minutes. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Nicely done. I'll probably get around to it tomorrow just to get frustrated. Maybe yeah. they'll focus on the JJ Watt exit tonight. Maybe they maybe they got a heads up. Yeah, it's yeah. JJ Watt might be the only thing that can save this season of hard knocks. Kenny? I don't know. Probably not. It's going to be a lot about Trace McSorley's first but start. I could preview next week. Is anybody on the Cardinals roster from Atlanta or the Atlanta area? Because oh, yeah. That player will be the focus of Hard Knocks next week. That's a good Go, point. Going home. Getting wings at a strip club or whatever that was. Wasn't that, was that the place it was? Ma- Magic City. Yeah. The, the famous lemon pepper wings. Uh, I wanted to pass this along, too. Um, we didn't get to this during the show today, but there was a uh, snippet. By the way, uh, the Cardinals are 30 or lower in every version of NFL power rankings I could find. Ooh. 30 or lower. Ooh. The Houston Texans were above them in several power rankings because they're actually playing better football to end the year. Um, but they can was, technically get the number one pick still, the Cardinals. There was a piece, I believe, on ESPN.com, uh, up and down in terms of NFL GMs. Down, not, not uh, surprisingly, Steve Kime. Steve Kime is on an indefinite health-related absence from the Cardinals that was announced by the team December 14th. In July, though, Kime gave in to pressure by Kyler Murray and his agent and awarded the quarterback a $230 million contract extension with $189.5 million guaranteed. That was despite the fact the 2019 number one pick had fizzled down the stretch in all three of his pro seasons. Uh, then he sing, they single out the uh, acquisitions of aging and ineffective veterans like A.J. Green and Zach Ertz also haven't panned out. I take uh, exception to to, to uh, joining Zach Ertz in the A.J. Green category. I agree with that. Zach Ertz was very good for the Cardinals. Yes, I'm with you on that. But, you know, it's just a ticking clock now. Oh, yeah, Maybe. listen, the season that just keeps giving and giving and giving. Giving Ajita. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good word. <laughs> Spielkes. In your Ganectica zoink. Uh, <laughs> that is going to do it for us on this Wednesday. Thanks to Al McCoy, Mark Schlereth for joining us. Thanks to you for hanging out as well. I'll just put this out yeah, there. Yeah, enjoy your vacation, I, I won't be on the airwaves. As of right now, I'm not fired. Yes. I mean, that won't, that that won't stop the rumors. No, it won't. <laughs> I'll check my texts during the show. And the rest Sarah's of the on vacation, too, and she hasn't been fired as far as I know either. And I'm sorry, but I wasn't fired. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf and Luke up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a good one, everybody.